Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Starcaster Remarks. This is the after-game review for the Dallas Stars versus Minnesota Wild game, and boy, that was that was rough. Uh, let's go ahead and bring Ryan in for the interaction. Ryan, bring yourself in, I guess. How you doing, Ryan? Having a great day? <laughs> oh, I was expecting you to do a better job on the intro there, Christian. I mean, you threw it at me last second, so I, did, I, yeah. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> What's your initial reaction to that game, Ryan? Um, it, it's unfortunate. It's more than anything. I thought the Stars were the better team overall. They mm-hmm. had better chances throughout all three periods. Um, and I think two individual mistakes screwed us over tonight. Two yeah. individual mistakes, which we'll talk about here later on. But yeah, what, what you, did you, you didn't, think? you didn't, you didn't ask what I think, but I, I kind of agree. After the first five minutes of the game, Stars were definitely the better team. We deserve to win this game, but once again, the guy who always plays amazing against us, Marc-Andre Fleury, does it once again. I mean, shuts us down, Stars can't finish, and then has an amazing primary assist on the game-winning goal. So that dude always beats us. What can, what can you do? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Twitter is a blaze right now uh, from from Stars fans. So... And I'm just going to go straight into it because it, it, it I think I well, kind of blew up the ticket post-game show a little bit. <laughs> I was well, the first well, real, caller on the post-game show tonight. So Real quick, before we get to the negative stuff, because there, there's a big one that all the Stars fans are talking about. Yeah. Of course, we'll get to that. This was a good game by the Stars. Mm-hmm. We played well. We deserved to win. We got beat by a good goalie. So overall, and we got the point. That's the important thing. So if we didn't get the point and we played like this, I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, but I... We, Go ahead. We found a way to get the point. We played good. Flurry was just better. Of course, we need to find ways to bury pucks, but getting the points important. Playing well against a good team like this is important. This is how we would win a series against a team like this, and I'm overall happy about this game. Um, this is a game I'm not mad about in the fact that we lost. I, I'm, I'm upset, but I'm not 
mad, if that makes any sense. I'm, I'm upset yeah. that we didn't get the two points that we deserved because we were the better team tonight. By far, yeah. we're the better team, especially in that third period. We were, yeah, yeah. we were all over the place, especially the from like the 15 minute mark to the five minute mark. We were just all over the place on the Minnesota Wild. But uh, I, I can't fault them for what they did. They did everything right. They did everything right. The only thing that could have gone better is the Stars bury their chances more and someone else other than Pavelski, Robo, or Hintz does something offensively. And we didn't really see that from any other line other than those three guys tonight. There was some good cycle from, you know, all all four lines. All four lines did pretty good cycling. Uh, it, but I'll give especially the fourth line cycled really good. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but like I always say, they cycle well, they get to the point, and then they don't really get good chances. So they, they got to... So someone on that line has got to like take it upon themselves and be like, okay, I'm going to be the guy I'm going to shoot and I'm going to make a play. Cause it feels mm-hmm. like they're all just kind of like, Oh, I don't want to make a play. I don't want to make a play. I don't want to make a play. Someone's got to, someone's got to take control on of the offense on that line. In my right. Opinion. And I'm just going to go ahead and go straight into the, the overtime thing. Cause that's, that's the biggest thing that's blowing up on Twitter right now with stars fans is the fact that, and, and I, I'm going to stick up for bones here. I am believe it or not, even though, you know, I, I'm, you know, I was, I was off the fire bonus train and then I was on it and then now I'm off of it. And then I'm on it, it, it's, I'm just back and forth. But for this particular case, I'm going to defend him for this. All right. So here's my thing about this. Who did rig bonus start in the overtime tonight? Who did he start? The cheeks guys. So Foxa, Glendening, <laughs> and then I don't even know who the defenseman was, but it didn't matter who the defenseman was. They started the the fourth line guys in overtime when we need a goal right i understand it i understand and 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 bruce made a absolute fantastic argument when i was talking with him on uh on the ticket was the fact that this this strategy for the stars has worked it has worked i mean there's there's a reason why the stars are 14 and now five i guess in you know time after 60 minutes they're they're the best team in the nhl when it comes to overtime and it's because they've instituted this strategy and it works for them and so i don't what i don't understand about stars fans is why they're so up in arms and maybe it's like a vocal minority or something like that you know why they're all upset about it because it's worked it's worked for the stars so i mean but you're going to complain about something when we have way like three times as many wins then we do losses, it, it, and it's just unfortunate that when we yeah. lose this game, that it happens to be Fox and Glendening on the ice, and then and then they weren't even on the ice when the goal was scored. The the, the people on the ice that when the goal was scored was Robertson and I would assume Hints Robo. I knew for sure, but yeah, I, I I don't understand the logic from Stars fans who are saying, you know, being all fired up about the fact that they started those two guys because it's worked. Yeah, that's not the thing that I'm most upset about in this game, but. I, I do see where people are coming from too, though, right? Because you think you're starting those guys and you're taking the puck off the stick of our best players. I mean, that's what it does. It's been successful recently, so I don't fault Bones for doing it. I think, you know, that's one thing they've been doing well. I'm going to shut up. I don't. doesn't matter what my opinion is if their results are showing, which they are. But it, I understand why people are upset because you, you're not letting your best players win the game. 
Honestly, you're you're betting on your worst players to win the game for you or to give you a chance to win the game when you could just let your best players be your best players. So my philosophy in that would be to do that, but I don't think that that's totally correct because of what you said. They have the history behind it of starting Fox and Glendinning and it working out well. So the thing that I'm more upset about in this game is the way time on ice was managed pretty much overall, especially with uh, Jacob Peterson. Yeah, uh, Peterson in particular, I agree. He ends the game with less than six minutes of time on ice, no power play time. I mean, I, I don't understand it. I mean, this guy has a goal and an assist against this team in the season series. He was scratched for the other game. He's only played two games against him. I mean, he produces all the time, and we punish him for doing it. And we, we say, oh, we'd rather play Stu Nietzsche, or we'd rather play Glenn Denning on the – his line because oh we need a face off doesn't matter if you win the face off you're not gonna you're not gonna score with glenn dinning i mean i'm sorry to say he's been great defensively and that line has done well checking they're not gonna score and in a game when we couldn't buy a goal you're gonna need a guy who can score goals right and sorry i'm trying to look up the the goals right here because yeah and while you're doing that i'll push it even further not even just those checking line guys, because they definitely have a role. The guys who Peterson needs to be playing above even more so is the two guys who made the biggest mistakes tonight, and that's Gurionov and Radulov. Two blatant individual defensive mistakes. The first one, Gurionov, Hanley has, makes a great play, t- ties the guy up all the way to the corner. All Gurionov has to do is be in front of the net, and all instead he's just gliding in no man's land, looking mm-hmm. like an idiot. And then Radulov just makes a dumb play trying to be too aggressive. I mean, this isn't a team that is that scores shorthanded goals. They have the least amount of shorthanded goals in the league, and we're giving that up to them. I mean, it, it it can't happen. And Peterson definitely deserves a spot over both of those guys. He plays harder, he gets more scoring chances, and he scores more too. So he sco- he scores more with less time than yeah. both of those guys. Yeah. And and and, and here's, what get, here's what I'm getting. Here's what I'm getting at. He had uh, his point percentage like per, per 60 minutes on ice is like top five on our team. Yeah. And we're giving him five minutes in a primetime game. Yeah. Unbelievable. And so so obviously the goal leaders, Robo, Hans, Pavelski, and obviously Sagan and Ben, and then Nemestikov is, is at, there with 14. And Peterson is there at 12. Peterson is there at 12. And Gary Onos, What's that? Sorry. Uh, for goals. Goals okay, complete, gotcha. just just regular goals, just nothing strange, goals. nothing big. Now, Garyana, is only for time on ice. Yeah, not even adjusted for time on ice. Hey, now, Zach, what's up? P- Peterson has. Oh, yeah, Radulov had a terrible game, but <laughs> in, in anyways, this goes to okay. uh, in person this time. In person, usually it's just through the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac, bye, bye Zach. Well, and anyways, uh, Peterson has one more than Garyanov, right? And he's got what eight more than Radulov, with at least half their ice time because he wasn't even on the team in the first half of the season. Right, and see that's something that I don't understand, and I, and I fully understand the argument that uh, I'll go ahead and pull this up by Brandon because because I I talked with this about uh, with Owen and Bruce about it on the post game show, but. They, they went off about Radulov playing on the power play instead of Peterson. Reason they gave was because PD is a rookie and hasn't been in that scenario. I'm sorry. That is BS. 
So, but I totally understand the argument. I do. But I mean, is is there nobody better than Radulov? No, Peterson is better than Radulov. Saying someone shouldn't be in a spot just because they're a rookie is such dated thinking. It's the same reason why Ottinger wasn't our starter to begin the season. Which look, look, everybody, I'm right. Like, even though Wedgwood played the last two games, honestly, shouldn't have played this game. He played fine. He definitely wasn't the win condition, like I say with my gamer terms. Mm-hmm. But yeah, say, putting not playing someone because they're young is a stupid reason. It's just a dumb reason. I mean, he's a goal scorer. He finds spots on the ice to score. He is perfect to be in the high slot position on the power play. There's no reason he shouldn't be there. End of story. And, and I agree with you for the most part. I do. I'm like ninety. I'm like ninety percent with you there. Just that ten percent. I understand what Owen and Bruce are saying about that. I just don't. I don't agree with them just because. I mean, he's got it's twelve wrong. goals. He's got twelve yeah. goals, and the and the fact that he doesn't get the even the chance. I mean, I mean, yeah. you could have at least given the chance. In well, earlier in the season, it had to have been like two or three weeks ago. He was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna try and work and get Peterson on the power play." And where is he now? Nowhere. We're leaving Radulov on there who has no goals this season. None. I mean, he's just not doing his job. His job is to get the best players, the best opportunities. And like he says, at some point, the players got to do their jobs. Well, he's not giving our players who are able to score a chance to do their job. Mm -hmm. It's not happening. But I, I don't think it deserves, you know calling for his job and saying he needs to be fired just because of this. Well, there's of this plenty of reasons thing. I can give for it. Well, this is just another one to pile on top. And I'm just tired of calling for his job because it's not going to happen. Right. But you know, and I, I got to defend him tonight for, for, for that just because he he's, he's getting like trolled on Twitter right now by stars fans, just upset with the fact that Fox and Glendening started. So full circle all the way back, but, um anyways um let me go ahead and get into this because this was another bit of a little bit of contention not really because i thought it was it made sense uh ardell is calling you out chris wedgwood shut out the tampa bay lightning what do you mean oh, tampa bay, absolutely. tonight i disagree tampa bay was amazing i just think that taking taking otter out of the net when he didn't he didn't do anything wrong he didn't play bad and is getting swapped out he like, hasn't. He hasn't played. He hasn't played bad, but he also hasn't played like amazing, like he did when he was the goalie. Then it was Adam Shield who was his backup. He hasn't right. played as well as he had, and Wedgwood had a fantastic game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So absolutely. So so, uh, did you think he deserved that start tonight, or do you still think that you would have d- given deserved the start? Him? Yes, he deserved the start. I just I disagree with this, the decision of not saying and like solidifying that Otter is your number one goalie because like what this says is the battle's back on and like for Otter who's battled all season to be the starting goalie literally survivor style he's the last one standing and we still can't give him confidence and like be confident in him that's what I'm upset about I'm happy with Wedgewall I'm which I'm happy with Wedgewood and the way he's been playing he's been playing great. Starting him is never a bad decision because of how he's playing. I would just rather put confidence in our young goalie, who I think is the guy we're going to ride in the playoffs. I mean, I don't think we should be flipping back and forth between goalies once we get to the playoffs. And if we really think Wedgwood is the answer for the entirety of the playoffs, I just think that's wrong. We're in trouble if Wedgwood is our starter for the playoffs, in my opinion. 
that's what it's looking like. They're trying to do a battle with 10 games I, I, left I in the it. season, and no. that's too late. You've got to, we should, I mean. No, I, I think, I think, one. I really think it's just because Wedgwood has done really well lately, and he's been, he's been hot. He, I mean, he's, he still hasn't lost in regulation. If he's hot going into the playoffs, are we sticking with Wedgwood through the playoffs? No, absolutely not. No. Otter is the guy. He is the number one guy. And I still it doesn't seem like it right now. He doesn't seem like the guy right I, now. I, I disagree. I, I think I think he is. And I, I mean, there, I know there's some people that are saying, oh, Wedgwood is our new number one starter, like on Facebook That's and stuff like Bones that. And I'm Even like, no, 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 no. Back-to-back like, back starts dude, like that, he's, he's saying he's the starter. Well, I'm, I'm going to back off on that and, and just – and say no, no, you're wrong. Otter is still the number one starter, and, and he is he is the goalie. He is the guy. It's not Wedgwood. And if, I hope so. If there's that's any what question... I'm worried about with this starting starting Wedgwood after a great game, totally cool with it. like if it was in the middle of the season, especially. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. It's just when we're coming down to the wire, I feel like you've got to have that. Who's going to be your starter in the playoffs solidified? And that's why I just, I, I just don't, I just don't like it. I understand it. Um, you want to go ahead and get into the goal summary first, or or do you want to do it. biggest winner, biggest loser? Oh shoot, biggest winner, biggest loser. You go first, biggest winner. Um, biggest winner tonight was Mark Andre Fleury. Um, the guy played lights out. He was obviously the better of the two goaltenders. Wedgwood was solid. He made some good saves, but he's not Avez no winning caliber goaltender like Mark Andre Fleury is, and. Not only did Mark Andre Fleury only give up two goals tonight, but the second goal, which he should have gotten, he made up for in overtime, and he yeah, got the assist. He got the primary pass. assist. So, I mean, he is the biggest winner. Um, biggest loser. It's shared tonight. Um, it's Radulov and it's, and it's Garyanov. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take it because you got to find somebody else. Uh, Radulov, that that turnover at the blue line on the power play was really bad, and yeah. then Garyanov. He just—he was in the right position. He was in the right no, he spot. Wasn't. He just—he wasn't—he was in the right position, but he, he got be caught puck four. watching. He got cut. Uh, yes. He got caught puck watching rather than paying attention. Paying attention to Fiala, who was on the other side of the ice. He made a so, terrible defensive play. Either way, doesn't matter. Terrible defensive play. Yep, hundred percent agree. My biggest so, winner is Gaudreau. Two assists and the, I guess rate uh, regulation time. And then the game winner at the end. I mean, his offense, him and Fiala pretty much single-handedly beat us on the offensive side. Biggest loser is going to be all of the forwards except for the first line. Because <laughs> they didn't produce. <laughs> I mean, Ain't that the if truth? we're only going to have one line, this is what's going to happen. We're going to play it close. We're going to play a good defensive game, which we totally did. We're gonna have lots of chances on all the other lines, which we did all. We've had those all season long. Someone's got to bury something. We need goals from somewhere else. We can't have just goals from one line and expect to win a seven game series against a very good hockey team. It's not gonna happen. Right. And and really quick before I get into it, because uh, Brandon's mentioning this, I don't know if you heard about this, Chris, but uh, there was a little incident oh, yeah. uh, be- between uh, Evander Kane and Ryan Hartman. A former Dallas Stars player for like two days, and uh, on and he got fined for it. Ryan Hartman did for displaying a certain type of gesture that is not appropriate for television. So, yeah, and uh, you know what? 
you know, big another biggest winner. Wild fans, you know, set up a Venmo for him and said they were gonna pay his fine for what? flipping off him. Flipping off what of a, Andrew Kane. What a week for Wild fans. <laughs> man, they had oh, a good week. Man. Oh, also, man, that's hilarious. Thank you, Hartman. Andrew Kane is such a trash player yes. and human. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's and, it. Uh, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing else. Those yeah, there's nothing else to say about that. But anyways, I, I love the fact that they did that. So shout out to Ryan Hartman and the Wild fans for doing that. So anyways, let's get into this game. We're 20 minutes in. We're just not getting into it. Um. I got a lot of notes tonight, too. I'm going to try to go fast. Um, we'll speed through. Is, skip some of them. Yep. Uh, reward start for Wedgwood. Uh, 19 minutes remaining. Haskin in with the point shot. Tipped goes wide off the rebound. Chance for Foxa. So Foxa gets a chance right off the bat. Um, there were a lot of good blocks by the Stars early on. And literally 10 seconds after I wrote that, Fiola scores from Goudreau, and he takes it backhand. And it was Garyanov, who probably should have been there on the defensive side, and Definitely did not take care of that. So it's one nothing no Minnesota at this point. Yeah, nothing else. Hanley made a great play. He's I'm going to give that to him too because I gave him a lot of crap earlier in the season. Hanley has been great recently. He's been outstanding. Yeah, there you go, Ardell. He said that before I even did, so he called that one. But Hanley's been great, and I really love the way he's been playing. He's playing himself into a spot going into the playoffs is what he's doing because he's giving us physicality, which we need. And he's just being solid with Klingberg. I'm loving it so far. And Gurionov screwed the pooch. I mean, Hanley made a great play. Nothing else he can do. Right. Hey, hockey fans. Feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get 150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Robo would get a shot from Hintz, a two-on-one rush chance, Flurry with a great save. I mean, if you elevate that shot just a little bit more, maybe you get a, uh, an extra chance, but it was a good shot by Robo nonetheless. Um, and then they go into the whole Stars lose to really bad teams, and they beat the really good teams uh, in the ESPN broadcast. And Brian Boucher what, what, actually mentioned it. Which we all knew, but we never put a stat to it, so it's good to see that we're not crazy. <laughs> right. I mean, like two wins against Minnesota, two against Colorado, a couple against Pittsburgh. But I did also like what he said is like, at this point in the season, who cares? (laughs) After this, we're only playing good teams. So focus Mm -hmm. on the fact that you beat good teams. I mean, for being a wildcard team, that's a great stat to have, honestly, that you beat good teams because we're going to have to do that a lot. 1425 remaining in the first Kaprizov would hit the crossbar, only makes almost makes it two to nothing. Minnesota early there. 
Um, shots are six to five Minnesota, 12 minutes in. And I wrote, you know, about a, the 11 minute mark. Dallas was having more trouble getting out of their own zone than Minnesota was. Now it wasn't egregious and it wasn't bad, but they were still having more problems getting out of their own zone than Minnesota was. So Minnesota it, was really pressing with their forecheck at that point. And it was just poor passing too. I mean, there was lanes open and they just weren't getting hit. And there was also some good pressure by Dallas later on there, about 45 seconds later. There was a good D uh, play by Zuccarello, who I still wish was a Dallas star. Uh, ben with a good chance on the backhand. Student Nietzsche would have a good shot. Flurry has looked good early on, and I wrote, uh-oh. Uh, Erickson Eck would have a good shot. Widwood with a good save. A Jamie Ben turns the puck over, about 7-15 remaining, and it allows for a possible Minnesota chance, but thankfully nothing comes of it. Um, and then I wrote six minutes in left in the first period dallas is getting it into the minnesota zone but they're not able to control the puck much in the ozone so their dump and chase was kind of working at that point they were still the better team but it was only working like maybe 40 to 45 maybe at the highest 50 percent of the time would he did you would you agree with that i thought it was doing decent i mean we were, we were getting chances here and there it wasn't i wouldn't say it was super effective but i mean we're wearing down the team like that and can you imagine a team having to play us doing that to them for seven games straight? I mean, that's not going to be fun for them. Mm-mm. So I, I I enjoyed it. Student each would have a good shot off the rush. Good save by Flurry. Uh, there was a good stick by Miro on Zuccarello. This point, shots for 11-9 Dallas with a minute remaining in the period. Uh, Sagan would take a shot from the point, and Garyanov with a really good chance to end the period. So... Ending the first period, it was one to nothing Minnesota, and it was really a period that I thought the Stars played really well in. I th- thought maybe they'd get one goal out of that period, but I don't think they would have gotten two out of it. What do you think? They needed to score in that period is what I thought. I mean, especially since like the Wild played a better first five minutes. The Stars dominated the whole rest of the period, though. And you, you said a lot of different names of people who had chances, too. Tons of different people had chances, and still nobody could make anything happen. So, so someone's got to like take control of the game is what I think. And eventually someone does in Robertson. So second period, right off the bat, before we get to Robertson, right. First two minutes of the second period, I was scared because Minnesota was really pressing on that top line for Minnesota was really spending time on our zone. Um, Robo would put it on the net. Flurry would make the save with good D play by Essa on a two on one Minnesota rush chance. So Essa doing his thing again, making sure that he's uh, solid defensively. Stars would get their first power play of the night. It was uh, Nick Buke stag for interference, and we really got to take advantage of it now. Uh, the first minute sucked, and the reason why the first minute sucked at the power play was because the top line was not on the ice. Um, and they, they couldn't even get into the offensive zone at that point on that first power play. That The second power no. play unit couldn't even Useless. get into it. Um. Thankfully, though, the top line would score on the power play. It's Robo from Hintz, makes it one-to-one. Uh, it was a really great pass by Hintz and Robertson with just wide-open net. To I mean, he didn't even have to really do anything. It just kind of slowly it was, it was trickled into the net. <laughs> so it, it was a really good goal by Robertson, though. And they were on the ice for, like, what, 20 seconds? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's crazy how much better they are than the entire rest of our team. Gotta get a second line going. That's been a thing for the past couple of years. Well, any, after that goal, things started to get chippy. It was 
uh, Jordy Ben and Glendon and kind of getting into it. Lindell and Kaprizov were trying, we're getting into it as well. And then I kind of wrote this because of the Garyanov defensive gaffe, the first goal of the game. But it looked like that Bonus was starting to put somebody else other than Garyanov on that second line to get that second line going. It was Ben Zagan, and then first it was Studenich. Later it would be Radulov, and then Garyanov would eventually just kind of stick there because nothing else really worked. Um, and that's when I got frustrated, and I was just like, Peterson? Question mark? Please? Yeah. So, And we've already, we've already talked about that a bunch, but is there anything else we need to mention about that? No, I'm tired of talking about it. Peterson needs to play more. Everyone knows that. Bones should be getting grilled about it right now in the media room, which I'm sure at least Yusuf will ask him about it because he's been doing great about asking those questions. So I'm I'm curious to see what he says in the post game. And we'll go take a look at that here in a, in a little bit after the podcast episode. But um, Pavs would get a shot off the post on a rush chance from Hintz. There was a good D zone play by Foxa after a Klingberg turnover. So Foxa kind of, mopping up the mess that Klingberg leaves behind. There was a good save by Wedgwood with traffic in front. It was Erickson Eck who had a really good game for the Minnesota Wild. And and I already talked about that. So Hartman would get a slashing penalty. It would be the second Stars power play. And unfortunately, the Stars seems to be a thing for the past couple of weeks. They give up a shorthanded goal to Fiala, and that was the turnover by Radulov. And again, it's not a team mistake. It is a individual mistake that screws the stars over. And both of those shots, you can't ask Wedgwood to save that. Either one of those. Yeah. It, it was yeah. two bad defensive individual mistakes, and that's what cost the stars tonight, in my opinion. Agreed. I mean, and it's the two guys who we know are our biggest defensive liabilities, and they can't hold it together. I mean, those guys individually have got to figure out I defended Garyanov a few weeks ago. He has sucked. He's been awful. I mean, no offensive production. He hasn't even looked dangerous. He's a liability on defense. Radulov, he had that fire and was forechecking hard earlier a few weeks ago. It's gone now. I don't see it at all. He's still on the power play for who knows why. Well, is there anybody else other than Peterson? If you don't trust Peterson, Peterson who else Kirby are you going to put on? Put young guys up there. They're going to play hard. Yes, they're going to play hard. Oh, yeah, KB Ronta, definitely. Save him for a game seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steal James's line there in the chat. He's got it up there in the chat. But anyway, so that would make it 2-1 to one Minnesota. The Minnesota would kill that power play, and I wrote that shorthanded goal is really going to sting. It, that, it's really going to hurt. That's a turning um, point. I mean, the Stars had all the momentum. They had the goal. They got another power play. Like It was like, okay, let's go. We're finally going to start piling it on. And then it Door slammed literally right in your nose. That's what it was. I mean, we, we should have rolled with this game as soon as we got that power play goal, and it should have been done. But and for as said, as, individual mistake kills it. And for as good as the Stars played tonight, they never had a lead in this game, which, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of that surprised me that I realized that. I was like, whoa, yeah, they never had a lead in this game. Um, Pavelski would miss a wide-open net. Um, Radulov would get high-sticked on that same play, but there was no call. They missed it. And that was after, actually, that Kulikov got a high-sticking penalty for the Stars' third power play of the night. So the Stars had two other power plays, and they didn't really do anything with it. And, I mean, they do get the power play goal tonight, so I'm not all that frustrated about the power plays. But, you know, especially when you're getting that kind of momentum in the second period, you got three power play chances back-to-back-to-back, and 
I mean, Minnesota didn't even get a power play tonight, and you don't take advantage of that, that hurts. Well, the thing that hurts the most is is the shorthanded goal, and we've mm-hmm. already talked about it. It's an individual mistake. I mean, there's nothing the rest of those guys on the power play could have done. Radulov made a stupid play, chipped it into the middle, which is the worst thing you can do in the world. He just wasn't thinking. And after the Pavelski missed uh, open net, I wrote at the end of the period, I really feel like the Stars deserve a better outcome through the first and the second, but two individual mistakes forces the Stars to be down two to one. And then I wrote the terrible statistic that everybody wrote put up there. Minnesota is 30-0-3 when leading after two periods. So they have not lost in regulation when they've had the lead going into the third period. Thoughts from the second? Crazy stat. I thought the second was great. We should have been winning. I mean, it, this whole game is going to be missed opportunities. We have to be winning after the second period with the way we played it and the power plays we had. So going into the third period, Kulikov would have a shot from the distance, but Woodwood would make a save. And right after that shot, 30 seconds later, Robo gets a second of the game from Hintz, who would get his second assist of the game. And it was after a really good dig by Miro in the defensive zone, which sets everything up. Um, and then I wrote, Flurry probably wants to have that one back. That that one probably definitely should not be going through. But again, like I said, he'll make up for it later. Uh, what did you think of the second Robo goal? It's it's a weak goal, but like with all the other saves, like we could have easily had five goals this game. And with all the saves that he made, like it, it's kind of just stars magic that he lets in the softy instead of all the good chances. And I wanted to give Gary Onoff some some praise because I felt bad for the fact that a lot of stars fans were ragging on him. I mean, he, he deserved to be ragged on. Let's get that straight first. But he had a really good defensive play on Hartman, like right after that goal when Hartman could have made it three to two early on in the third period. So Gary off with a really good defensive play there. Um, Sagan was great. me off more because he knows, because I know he can do it and he just chooses not to. He Hopefully he learns from his mistake and maybe that was him learning from his mistake there. Um, I wrote 30 seconds after that, Sagan had a really good shot and Sagan was very prominent in tonight's game. In my opinion, he had a lot of good shots, but it's just, he's just not finishing. Yep. Tons of chances, yeah. but nine and a half million dollars by his goals, not chances. Yep. And I also wrote at this point, stars are winning a lot of the 50, 50 puck battles and they looked like they were going to win this game. The way that they were playing in that third they period, did. Minnesota was just weathering the storm. They were just trying to stick in it to try to get something out of this game. And uh, they did. Um, after yeah. after that mention of that, uh, Sagan misses Garyanov on a good opportunity off of a Minnesota turnover. They get nothing out of that. Um, Garyanov throws it in front after a Ben faceoff win. And nothing comes of that either. But then I wrote this because you have to give credit where credit's due. And we already talked about it a little bit. But Joel Hanley has had a fantastic week for the Dallas Stars, especially as yeah, a guy who doesn't who doesn't really get a lot of playing time, who is asked to get in, thrown into situations at random times when you, when, you know, Hawk and Paw gets hurt and he gets thrown into the lineup, you know, I think it was against Toronto or something like that. I can't remember exactly. But he has been a solid number seven defenseman, and I would argue that he's probably the best number seven defenseman in the NHL right now. If we're talking about, yeah. you know, players who are able to slot into the lineup as well as he has been for the stars. Yeah, he really, he's like, he's top four minutes right now. He can play bottom pair minutes. He can do whatever we ask him to, and he does it well. 
recently at least. So I've been extremely happy with the way he's played. He's demanding more ice time. L- love what he's done from him. That's a complete 180 for me. Yes, I'm a hypocrite. Yes. Joel, Joel Hanley stand. <laughs> 9.33 remaining in the third period. The shots are 33-24 to 24 in favor of Dallas, and it would get worse, and you could easily see that the Stars were really, really getting the better of the chances here in the third period. Um, Radulov would have a snapshot that was luckily saved by Flurry because he totally missed uh, mishandled that puck Flurry did, and it looked like it was going to go in. Um, Flurry had a really good stick on a rush chance by Dallas. He stuck his stick out there, got the poke check. Um, there was some. There was a really good block shot by Glenn Denning, and and then I put, you know, what a third period by the Dallas Stars. I don't really care if they lose; they've played well, but we deserve the win, and we didn't get it. And that was my thoughts at the end of yep. the third. Yeah, and we can just skip the overtime too because we already talked about what happened there, right? But yeah, I fully agree. The Stars deserve to win this game. The Wild stole two points, is what they did, and I'm sure they feel that way too. So. And like we said, when we started overall, I'm happy with this game. I'm upset about the two individuals, the two Russians. I'm upset about the decision to not play Peterson basically at all. Other than that, I'm happy with the way the stars played. We're going to finish more. We have been finishing more recently. We're we're in a good spot, especially when we get the point. We're in a good spot. I feel as comfortable as you can being the last wild card team. So I'm feeling good. As long as we win this upcoming game we have against the Golden Knights, I feel like we're going to be <clears throat> golden. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, this is pretty bad. So, just to throw some stats out there for to, to get really specific about the time on ice. Peterson, with 5 minutes and 29 seconds... Time on ice tonight. Uh, Which is nothing. Studenich, who who I thought could have been a good uh, good fit for that second line if Kiryanov is not on it, seven minutes and 14 seconds. So both of those guys mm-hmm. sat on the bench in the third period, and that's extremely frustrating when... I mean, and it's not like Peterson hasn't scored big goals. He scored game-winning goals He's before for this team. Multiple and, game and, goals. I, Yeah, Top five. several... Yeah, so some of his, uh, many of his goals of the 12 he's had has been of the game-winning goal variety. And I, I just I just don't understand why you at least give him a chance when you, when you, you don't what have happens? anybody else who can go there. Radulov is not going to score. Garyanov had a defensive gaffe in the game, and Nemestikov is not in the game. Who do you turn to? You turn to the guy who has double digits and goals, who's the next man up. They, we talk about that about that mantra with the Dallas Stars next man up. You got to, I mean, give him a chance, please. Please give him a chance. We yeah, gave um, Otter a chance and looked what's happened. Looks what's happened with, with Jake Ottinger. So, and the reason it doesn't happen is because we're stuck playing our checking line on their first line. Our checking line gets tons of ice time, almost as much as our first line. And then we're like, oh, we need to play our first line. And then, oh, wait, Ben and Sagan are still here. We need to play them as much as we can. And then there you go. Peterson student needs to play any of the game. And it's just poor line management is what it is. He's not managing his lines well. Yes, we need to have that checking line out there. We can't have the checking line out there when their first line is out there every single time. We need to score goals. That's what we suck at. 
Yeah, and the the other frustrating thing about that is that you know the the first line had a a ton of opportunities tonight, and they had a ton of of you know time on ice tonight. But the the, the guys the the fourth line still had too much. I mean, when you when you look at it the time on ice for the fourth line, Michael Roffle and with that's 15 not to say that they minutes. haven't been doing their job right. Right. It, it, and Foxa with 18 minutes time on ice. And I understand he's a great player, but you, you, you gotta get, when you're striving for offense and you gotta get offense going, you gotta give somebody who has been giving you offense, maybe not as much as somebody else has, but more than most of the players on your bench. And you're looking at a guy down the yeah. bench who who's a rookie. I get it, but he's got 12 goals on the season. That's really good for a rookie. Give yeah. him a chance. And, and the checking line has absolutely been doing their job. They've been playing very well, especially in the past couple of games against very good teams and shutting down some of their best players. But it doesn't matter if we don't score goals. We have three goals in the past two games combined. And somehow we got three points out of them. That's great. But it took amazing goaltending and perfect defending to do it as well. We see here two mistakes, literally. I don't know if there was any more defensive, super bad defensive mistakes other than those two, and they're both in the back of our net. Yep. I mean, that's what's going to happen, and you're going to lose games like that because you can't put pucks in your net because we only have one offensive line. And we have these other players, like you're saying, who have offensive potential. They have to play more. You have to trust them against their other off- offensive lines because we can't play that fourth line that much because they're not going to score. We know that. Okay. Uh, we kind of beat a, a a horse to death with that, uh, mentioning Peterson so much, but – yeah. Anyways, got anything else tonight, Chris? Still, I know it doesn't seem like it, but I'm overall happy with the game. Very excited for the, <laughs> for the next game against Vancouver. Vancouver is going to be fighting for their lives because they they still feel like they're in it, even though they're really not. San Jose first. So San Jose better... first, then Vancouver. Oh, dang. Oh, right. San Jose first. Okay. We have to beat San Jose. We're yeah, not we going to win we have game. To. Again, <laughs> <laughs> we have to. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, d- just a quick look at the the standings as of right now. Nashville has eighty nine points. We have eighty nine points. We do not have the wild card one spot because Nashville has more regulation wins than us, and we're not going to have more regulation wins than any team. So we it, it, have to have more points if we want that number one spot. Um, Vegas is that right one, behind that us. That would be so nice. Yes, it would be. Vegas is right behind us, and I believe they're winning right now, four to one against the Calgary Flames. So they have eighty-seven points, and if they win they tonight, win. they actually don't. Oh, they did. They did win tonight. Their eighty-seven okay. is their win. So yeah. Okay, so their eighty-seven is their win. Okay, they're at so eighty-seven if, as of now. Yeah, and they have one game in hand on the LA Kings. If the if they Win that game in hand on the LA Kings, they become the third seed in the Pacific. And now all of a sudden, instead of us fighting Vegas for the playoff spot, it's Los Angeles who we're fighting for the playoff <laughs> spot. And Los Angeles does not have any games remaining against teams above the playoff line. So that's a scary thought. We have to win this game on Saturday. We cannot have a repeat of the New Jersey game. And I'm, I'm not even going to throw the Seattle game in that because the Seattle game was the uh, game second game of a back-to-back. We cannot have a repeat of the New Jersey game. 
absolutely cannot. That is completely unacceptable at this point in the season. You have to you have to basically win out in order to make sure it's, you're going to make the playoffs. Especially when coming up, we have a back-to-back Wednesday and Thursday on the 20th and 21st, Edmonton and Calgary. You're going to lose one, if not both of those. Yeah, the top two so. teams in the Pacific Division. Yeah. So, so we got to get... We really need both San Jose and Vancouver, but Which we we'll sh- see. Statistically, we should beat both of those teams because we're better. Okay, but all right, that's going to call it a night for us tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in for the after-game review for Game 74 against the Minnesota Wild here tonight. The Stars do lose in overtime 3-2 to two, uh, off of a really stellar performance by Marc-Andre Fleury and also Frederick Goudreau and Kevin Fiala for the Minnesota Wild. So that's unfortunate for the Stars. They played a great game, but overall, got to bury those chances when you get them. Please go and use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use the DraftKings app. Thank you, DraftKings, for being our sponsor for our podcast. It's right up there. Chris is pointing to it if you're watching on YouTube. Um, also, go and check out uh, StarcasticRemarksShop.com. We just released two new stickers. One is of me saying, uh, catch you on the flip side, which I'll say here in a second. The other is a sticker of Chris saying, GG boys. So if you want to go check those out, that's there on the shop. And that's also the most direct way and the best way to support us and what we do here on this podcast. So thank bad, you guys bad time for to support. release the GG boys sticker. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I was I was hoping that I was hoping that by releasing that we that would like you know affirm the win for us tonight, but you know it didn't. It's okay though. Positive Anyways, affirmations are a lie. Yeah. Along with Chris, my name is Ryan. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. And thank you all for listening. Whatever you do. Good night.